You are listening to The Word at Work, a podcast for Christian professionals. I'm your host, Miranda Carls. This is our first episode for this brand new podcast. And before we dig in, I'd love to provide a quick plug about episode two. Episode two will feature a guest, Brett Banford. He's a scientist who also works as a Christian apologist. If you are curious about logical defenses for the Christian faith, be sure to check out that episode. While I myself grew up in the church and I've been a Christian for a really long time, I've just started dabbling in Christian apologetic studies. And let me tell you, it has been incredibly fortifying for my own faith, and it also helps me feel more prepared to provide answers when I'm asked about my beliefs. So be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you don't miss that and any other future episodes as they launch. Let's dig in to today's topic as we discuss a few of the joys and challenges that many Christians face when striving to live out the word at work. back, God started merging my faith and my work in a way that they hadn't so obviously merged in the past. I've I've had the opportunity to coach some really amazing leaders from, from all walks of life and backgrounds and beliefs. And a while back, I had several clients within a short time span start bringing up their faith during our coaching sessions. And, you know, they came to know that I was a Christian. I knew that they were a Christian. And I, I started then seeking out more Christian clients and having more conversations with Christians who work in secular settings. And I started to notice a few trends. And some of the trends that I noticed as Christian clients opened up about their experiences, some of the trends made me a little sad. And some of the trends were convicting, some of them were compelling, and some of them filled me with so much gratitude for the hope that we have in Christ. So I thought this might be a great way to launch the podcast, really taking a look at some of those trends that I noticed. Some of these might resonate with you and others might not. So really depends on your work setting, where you're at with your own faith, and even your personality and personal tendencies. But hopefully you'll walk away with a few things to think about as a Christian showing up in the workplace. Let's dig in. The first trend is around compartmentalization. If you subscribe to my email list, you might recall this analogy that I like to use about this middle school girl who asks her dad to drop her off on the curb at least a full block away from the school, you know, because she can't very well be seen with that middle-aged person in the SUV who also happens to be the person who raised her, cared for her, and fed her dinner last night. She doesn't want to mix family with the dynamics of middle school and her peers. And it does sound silly, but how often do we do that? We leave God on the curb when we get to the office. While at work, we completely lose sight of our identity in Him. We become unanchored to what we know to be true. We don't consider His commands and His will for our life as we conduct our business. We aren't ambassadors for His glory. We over-compartmentalize things. Now, I know talking about taking your faith to work, that feels like a really tricky topic, and it is. It's true that depending on your work setting, the degree to which you are allowed to openly share your faith on company time might be limited. 
It also likely depends on your specific role within that organization. The problem is some of us aren't just stopping at following company policies. I think sometimes we use that as a crutch. We make that excuse that, well, I can't preach at work or I can't stand on a table and read scripture to everyone during a board meeting. So we use that as an excuse and we go completely the other end of the spectrum and we keep our faith locked in this little box that we never bring into the workplace. We actively hide our faith. And we don't even think about our faith at work. We leave God on the curb like a 14-year-old girl at school drop-off. So let's take a look at some really practical and completely admissible and realistic ways to decompartmentalize our work and our faith a little bit. First, prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 talks about praying without ceasing. It is such a gift that in any circumstance, in any setting, we can lift up a silent prayer to a God who listens. But how often do we pray at work? Do we say a little prayer and ask for discernment before walking into a meeting that we know might be filled with conflict and disagreement? Do we pray for wisdom as we make business decisions? Do we lift up prayers of thanks on our way home from work, honoring God for the raise that we just got? So prayer is a big one, and there's also, there's also things that others can see, though. So prayer is more of an internal act that we can do quietly and silently at our desk or even in the, in the hall as we walk from one room to another. But there's, there's also things that we do and how we show up at work that other people can see. As Christians, we are ambassadors for Christ in all settings, all settings of our life. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. We are to work for God and His glory always. And one of the best ways that we can be positive ambassadors for Christ in the workplace is through our behavior. You know, for some some of your coworkers, you might be the only real life, like not online, not media, you might be the only real life exposure that they have to what it really means to be in Christ. My mind is going to the, the fruits of the Spirit here, because when we are in step with the Spirit, we show up with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Not by our own doing, but by His, by being in step with the Spirit. And all of those fruits are not only permissible within a workplace setting, but incredibly um, fruitful. (laughs) Those are also the attributes of a good leader, a good teammate, a good mentor, a good employee. Imagine how the secular world might view Christianity. Imagine how how they would view Christianity if the world looked at Christians and saw the fruits of of the Spirit in abundance. What if even our most intense interactions were saturated with love, patience, kindness, and self-control? What if people saw an enduring joy and a sense of peace within us? I'm sure it would have a profound impact on our ability to represent Christ fully. And it's all by His doing and for His glory. And what a gift it is, and certainly not something to leave on the curb. Another big trend that I notice in talking with Christian professionals is around stewardship of time. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in our jobs that we leave absolutely no space for anything else. One of the more common goals people have for um, our coaching sessions is around this very topic. Sometimes it might sound like, I'm on the verge of burnout and I can't keep doing this. Sometimes it sounds like, I have absolutely no time for my family. I need better work-life balance. 
And on on a rare occasion, I might meet someone who I like to call these people happy workaholics, um, somebody who loves their job. They are addicted to it. Maybe you know one of these people. Maybe you are this person. But a happy workaholic, someone who they don't even want to make adjustments because they are completely content being all about the work. In any case, the root of the issue across all of these scenarios is really the same. It's overscheduled time that leads no room for anything else. And guys, that is such a powerful tool for Satan to use. Because if he can keep us busy and obsessed with our work, if he can keep us singularly focused on our jobs, we will become spiritually weak because we're not in the Word and we're not spending time with God because we've allowed no time for that. And we aren't doing kingdom work because we're too busy doing worldly work. So as we talk about this, please don't hear me demonizing work. Of course, that's not what I mean. Work is good. We were created to work and to toil. From the first chapters in Genesis, God put Adam and Eve to work. He put them to work in the garden and in dominion over the creatures of the world. Work is good. Work allows us to provide for our families, to give of our excess to those in need. It um, provides us an opportunity to use our brains and our hands in really satisfying ways. Work is good, but work cannot be our singular obsession. Now, I'm not sure where you're at with this right now, but consider this. If you don't have time to pray, time to read your Bible for five to 10 minutes a day, or time to lead your family in the way God has called you to, if you don't have time to nurture those spiritual disciplines, it might be time to make a few adjustments, or it is time to make a few adjustments. Even small adjustments can make a big difference. Perhaps maybe we'll do a, a full episode on that down the road. But if God is getting a no from you because of all the yeses that you're freely handing out to so many other things, consider how you might adjust your approach of stewarding the time that God has given you. The final trend that I'd like to talk about is around perspective. I'm sure you've heard of worldview, which simply describes the lens through which a person views things. It's our, it's our worldview that helps us answer such big questions as what is our purpose? Why are we here? I hold a biblical worldview, um, sometimes known as a Christian worldview, believing in the one sovereign God and creator, believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that leads to salvation believing in the spirit of the living God as the, as the third part of that trinity, and believing in the reliability and the ultimate authority of scripture. And I assume if you're listening to this podcast that you hold a biblical worldview as well. And this worldview, this perspective impacts so much about how we show up in life and work. As we expectantly navigate the trials and the opposition that we are told in scripture to expect, we can also rest in God's promises. We can rest in who he is. We can rest in our knowledge of the bigger picture. Your job, while I hope you love it, and I hope you're able to use your talents and your skills fully there, your job has no eternal value. You can, however, live your life in such a way that your time at work and your time in all settings has kingdom impact and brings glory to God. When we adopt a kingdom mindset that focuses on the eternal, our most important goals change. And we pivot away from a singular focus on popularity, money, happiness, approval, success, all the things of the world. We pivot away from those things and turn our focus toward being as Christ-like as possible during our time here. It changes so much. Our source of authority changes. We obey the ultimate authority of God through the scriptures and not the authority of self or the authority of the world. 
and our source of hope changes, our source of trust changes. And it's such a beautiful, hope-filled, truth-filled perspective to hold. And it makes navigating all of the many challenges that we face at work so much easier because we're not doing it alone and we understand the bigger picture. Well, there are other trends that I could dig into today, but I want to stop with those three. Thanks so much for joining in today. Really appreciate it. Anchor in the word, anchor in truth, and don't forget to live out the word at work. I'll see you next time.